0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Turkish troops are pulling out of Afghanistan, while Turkey's president said he doesn't want his country to be a refugee warehouse. And we'll look at the latest wave of money laundering penalties on banks. Plus, a platform that allows porn stars to make money by selling their videos and other content to fans banned sexually explicit content. Then it reversed that ban. We'll talk about what happened.
1: They have angered a lot of content creators who say that they now know they can't rely on OnlyFans because they realize now that the platform can kick them out at any moment.
0: I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Turkey yesterday said it's begun to withdraw its troops from Kabul airport. The country had offered to keep a battalion there to secure Afghanistan's link to the outside world. Apparently, that offer was rescinded. Meanwhile, Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, made it clear he doesn't want to take in any more Afghan refugees. Turkey's already home to the world's largest population of refugees, including 300,000 Afghans, who've come in recent years. There's also more than three and a half million Syrians in the country. Erdogan now faces a growing political backlash against migrants. He also faces criticism for his handling of the economy and this summer's wildfires, which forced thousands of Turks to flee their homes. Global money laundering has surged, and banks have tried to crack down on criminals trying to hide ill gotten money in their institutions, but it's unclear if new measures are having any effect. But what Is clear is that regulators are getting tougher with anti-money laundering penalties. According to the risk consultancy Kroll, in the first half of this year, authorities levied almost a billion dollars in anti-money laundering, or AML, fines.
2: Now banks have had a long time to improve these systems, you know, they've spent billions of dollars, they've hired hundreds of people, they've they've put in expensive AI monitoring systems, um, but things are still getting
0: through that's the FT's banking editor, Stephen Morris, he rattled off a laundry list of money laundering scandals in recent years. From the Danske Bank scandal of Russian money laundering
2: a few years ago to in the Netherlands this year where um, ABN Amro has been fined Um, a huge amount for repeated failings over a number of years following its local peer ING. So we're seeing a real toughening up on behalf of of global regulatory powers, but particularly in Europe. It used to be the US leading these fines, now it is Europe, namely the UK um, and the Netherlands.
0: So are regulators just going after big established banks or are they also going after newer financial technology startups as well? Well, the fintechs,
2: um, you know, fast growing companies, you know, in Europe, we have N26, Monzo, Revolut. They're acquiring customers at a rapid rate. um, And what regulators are saying is that their systems um, are not sophisticated enough to keep pace with this. Now, earlier on um, this year, in fact, just in July, Monzo revealed that it's being investigated by the FCA over potential breaches of AML laws. Um, which is obviously you know very bad for them because it could result in several orders coming down, you know, slow your pace of customer acquisition, don't go in these, um, don't uh, operate in these businesses. And its German rival N26 has twice been rebuked by its own domestic regulator, Baffin, for failures in its AML controls. And this was so serious that they've actually installed a special supervisor external supervisors to come in and oversee their remediation and improvements to these systems. So they're really cracking down both on the established larger traditional players as well as these fast growing new entrants.
0: Stephen, is all this tough action by regulators making a dent in money laundering?
2: Uh, No, Um, there are uh, various estimates, just one from the UK is that the um, money laundering costs the UK economy 100 billion a year. So no matter what, how much fines are levied, a lot of money laundering is still slipping through the net. And, you know, as technology increases, and the IT sophistication of of criminal syndicates increases, this is only going to continue. And regulators are making the point that banks have to be an extension of law enforcement in rooting out um, these practices and stopping them.
0: Stephen Morris is the FT's banking editor. The platform OnlyFans has gained a scintillating kind of fame as a place where sex workers and other celebrities can charge followers for content like videos and photos. But last week, the company's CEO, Tim Stokely, made a shocking announcement that he would ban sexual content from the platform. You can imagine the reaction on social media.
1: People were making jokes, saying, you know, this is like Domino's banning pizza. That's the FT's Patricia
0: Nilsson. She interviewed OnlyFans CEO Tim Stokely about his ban, and he blamed his bankers. He said they were worried about their reputation. So how on earth could only fans survive without pornographic content.
1: To be fair to the company, I mean, since they started growing so rapidly during the pandemic, they have added a lot of so-called mainstream creators, you know, sports stars, musicians, chefs, and they were hoping to grow this type of audience. Whether they will succeed or would have been successful without porn as well, it's hard to say and i guess as it looks like right now uh we might never know
0: yeah and we might never know because stokely yesterday pulled basically a 180 and reversed the porn ban uh we'll get to that in just a, a minute but pa- patricia what went on with the banks or at least what did the company say went home with the banks
1: so what they were saying was that uh, they were struggling to secure You know, corporate banking accounts uh, or they were struggling to send money to their creators um, because between their bank and the bank of their creator, you will need to use a so-called intermediary bank. Um, And some of these, uh, the company called out BNY Mellon, for example, were were flagging and, 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 and rejecting uh, any type of wire transfer that had anything to do with um, OnlyFans. Um, this was, the company told me, becoming increasingly frustrating and, and they, they said um, they, were, they were beginning to fear they would get to a position where they wouldn't be able to pay their content creators. That's what the chief Exec- executive, Tim Stokely, told me earlier this week.
0: Okay, so then Stokely reverses the ban. Why did he do that?
1: Well, it's a little bit unclear. I mean, there've been a lot of reversals uh, in the past few days. And so the company said on Wednesday um, that it had received assurances from financial partners uh, that it would be able to bank. Um, The company wouldn't comment further. Um, I spoke to a couple of sources that basically told me that after um, Tim Stokely went out and criticized banks, a lot of the anger directed at OnlyFans transferred to banks and, and, and financial institutions and that they had since been receiving a lot of phone calls and, and, and that big banks were basically calling them up and saying, okay, we're ready to talk. Let's work this out. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's what we know right now.
0: So, Patricia, what's next for OnlyFans? Will any of this have any kind of effect on it?
1: Well, one could say it it seems like it's going to be business as usual. However, they have angered a lot of people. I mean, they have angered a lot of content creators who say that they now know they can't rely on OnlyFans. They have to diversify. They have to move to other platforms because they realize now that the platform can kick them out at any moment. The company is also planning a share sale as they're looking to bring in a new owner or kind of diversify its ownership. I mean, this in porn entrepreneur called Leonid Radvinsky. He is the majority owner of the company and, and he's looking to sell part of his stake essentially. And 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 the company has told me that they're hoping to bring in some other investor who perhaps is more experienced in, in banking or or even in media or sports as as I think when it comes to these mainstream content creators, they see sports stars as a very big potential.
0: Patricia Nilsson is the FT's Consumer Industries reporter. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you. Before we go, a quick update from Germany, where voters are heading into a big election next month. The field has been blown wide open. Angela Merkel's long-ruling Christian Democratic Union looked set to win, but it's been slipping in the polls. And for the first time in 15 years, the center-left Social Democratic Party has squeaked ahead of the CDU. The narrowing race means that for the first time in post-war history, Germany may be headed for a three-way coalition, and it could include the Green Party, which is held steady in third place, or the pro-business Free Democrats, which have been in fourth. If you want to keep up to date on the election, the FT is running a poll tracker in the race to succeed Merkel. We'll have a link to that in today's show notes. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more—and it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns.
2: Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with Good Credit, from a local business to a global corporation.